It's your boy Mookie. And your favorite color in the world. And we're the hosts of the 32 Life Podcast. Black life in America has been distorted through the media for decades. 30 to Life podcast aims to redefine the resulting negative representation of Black life by interviewing and highlighting Black professionals and entrepreneurs. So our question to you is, how are you redefining your Black experience? Tune in now on Amazon Music. So excited to bring our amazing guest on. It's a family affair today. We have Gabrielle Gabby Zelanska, and we also have our parents on the line as well on the podcast, Dan and Jolanta. Um, we're excited to have them on because their daughter, Gabby, is a published author. She wrote the book, My Crocodile Snappy. And it's just amazing. We wanted to showcase what she was able to do, which is become an author at the age of seven. Like, I wish I could have been the author at the age of eight, but, you know, you know, she's she's on the Guinness Book of World Records right now. And, um, but all jokes aside, like, we wanted to bring the whole family on because it's important to showcase, you know, parenting, to showcase um, entrepreneurship, to showcase just really the redefining the black experience. And this is everything that, you know, we hope to do with our children as well. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Uh, I wanted you guys to tell us a little bit more about your family, uh, about this, your book that you published, Gabby. Um, you know, we, we, we haven't interviewed someone who's seven before. So we want you to just tell us about yourself. Gabby. Go ahead, sweetie. Well, both, both, well, my, I'm half Polish and half West Indian. And my, and what inspired me to write that in my crocodile snappy is because I realized that all like crocodiles are neglected in books are normally like are the bad guys. And I wanted to show that all animals can be good too. Can you talk about where you were when you got this idea like how this idea come about because you know i have i have two children and you know they come up to me with all these great ideas but you took your great idea and you made it into reality so how did that even just what what possessed you to even want to i guess make a book well it was a school assignment at first my teacher told me to like write about an animal that goes somewhere and I love the carnivals. So I decided to write about a crocodile that goes to the carnival. And when I started writing, I wanted to make it into a full story. And and then my and then my parents got an email from my teacher and it was like, How like do you read her stories? Because I, I can't wait to read them every night. And they looked and my parents looked inside my notebook and they saw the stories. And then they saw that one, and then they decided they need to get it illustrated and published. <laughs> actually, we we found this out as the process unfolded that it was actually an assignment from school. This is something that we recently found out um, because the, the teacher, like she said, the teacher told us we enjoy reading her stories every night, and it was doing COVID, so 
we didn't actually see it. They used to post it. Uh, they'll take a picture of it and post it on Google Slides. And so uh, we were really, really shocked to, to see in her notebook the quality of stories that she was writing. We always knew she loved to read, always loved to read, but um, we didn't know how well she wrote. Yes, it was. We looked through her notebook and pretty much we saw stories that were four to five pages for first grader. And it was a story that actually captivated you and wanted you to keep reading more. And we were like, this sounds really like a book. Like other kids should really read this and they should really see what it's amazing. Like just to know that other children could read what other children write, right? Like our kids have their own stories. And like, we usually read children's books that are written by adults. And it's so amazing, like to hear from our children, what they're thinking, what their imagination is, you know? So I want to go into the moment where you read her stories. And then you said that you wanted to get this illustrated like how did that come about and then can you briefly go into like how you went about finding the illustrators um or the illustrator uh yeah that that would be pretty interesting to to find out it was actually sorry like a really hard process um because originally my idea was because i was so inspired by her story i wanted to find a child illustrator so i wanted to make it into like a project where i could get other kids involved so they could feel very proud of the work we do because you know many times we see kids who are saying mom dad read the poem i wrote and they're so proud oh look at the picture i drew and I think when we could take it a little bit further for them, I think that's where they really see the quality and um, the effort that they put in. They actually are able to see all that hard work it pays off. And so that was like um, a little bit hard because I reached out to two of my uh, friends whose I knew whose kids drew. And it was just the fact that, you know, the moms were a little scared that will that take time away from their schoolwork and the logistics were getting children involved. And, you know, then we decided like maybe for the first one, we'll just go with an illustrator and a professional. And then we will continue to try to do this with other children. So other children could see the fruits of their labor, like in a book and something that could last. And so my husband pretty much have looked everywhere for illustrators. We looked in the United States. We looked for illustrators, you know, um, in other countries and just asking people, trying, just trying to find other people that could show us the way and help us was extremely difficult um, to do. And also the illustrator has to fit your project. Uh, we contacted people that... No, we don't. We're not really interested in doing that type of story. So, Illustrator is not just a simple thing. You call someone and hey, I'm, how much do you charge? It has to fit your project as well. So that was something that took some time, like she said, to uh, actually find someone that 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 matched uh, what we were trying to do. And they they have to be excited about it as well, right? Like when they read the manuscript, they kind of just have to be excited about the project so when you know they're like oh yes i would love that oh the crocodile would be nice then you know that person you know will probably be the best way to go forward 
So how how long would you say the process was from start to finish? Um, so you know you you wrote the words of the book, and then you had to get it illustrated. So beginning to end, like how long would you say that whole thing took? Uh, go ahead, Gabby. You answer because she knows. I think it was like about a year. Mm-hmm. When you hear uh, a book is coming out, uh, you know next year March, and you wonder. Wait, why? I always wondered that before. Well, why is it so long? Why it's going to take so long? I mean, it's really a process you have to go through. Um, and illustration is the first thing you got to get edited as well. Um, and then you have to get it copyrighted, of course, so someone doesn't, you know, take your your idea and and mass produce in another country or wherever else. So um, it's it's a it's a it's about a year, a little over a year, the process. That's another thing you always have to think about as well when you um whether you send a manuscript because you want somebody to see they are illustrated and you're dealing with somebody outside the country you always you know should see make sure you have a copyright because you know you never know the book then million copies is somewhere else under somebody else's name so just always make sure you copyright first the work that you do Right, right. All right, last question for me for a bit, and then I'll let Mookie take over. But, um, Gabriella, can you go into when you first saw the final copy of the book? Tell me what your reaction was, parents, you as well. I want to know. I want to. I want to. I want to know. I, I was actually there. I want to feel it. <laughs> well, I felt excitement because I knew that soon people were gonna buy my books and read it to their children, and I was also happy that uh, my ideas would be shared to the world. And I think my parents felt like proud. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah I'm sure they did. <laughs> definitely, definitely proud. Um, I I felt I'll speak for myself because Yolanta will also say how she felt. Um, I felt accomplished that I was able to give our child uh, something so precious, uh, something unique. Um, Although it was a lot of hard work, a lot of time, uh, it was something that you, you know, it's a gift you give your child, see that smile and she, my first book, it was just, there's no feeling like that. When I saw the book, you know, I felt just so excited for her. Um, just know that we've done it and it took so long. And just to finally say, Gabby, this is it. This is what you inspired us to push for, to work. And even though it took us over a year, you know, I see your name and I see her smile. And I just saw how she was excited to see, you know, Snappy, her crocodile, looking at her. And I was just like, you know, this is the time when, you know, children are, you know, putting away books and, you know, playing with video games. And we're going into the times where in our schools as well, you know, the reading scores are going down. And so, like, just to feel that, you know what, let's bring that back for our kids. Let's make them interested in books again. Let's make them sit and read. And the gift of literacy is, you know, the best gift you could give. I love that. Um, Yeah, so true. Like, um, you know, libraries used to be cool uh, a a long time ago. And, you know, just reading is, is, is so important. 
And, you know, for your daughter, Gabby, to write a book at seven is definitely inspiring. Um, But, you know, I wanted to pivot a little bit and kind of just talk about like the values that you um, are uh, giving your daughter, um, like some of the things that you've taught her. Um, And then also, like, what did you learn about yourself as a as a parent um, going through this process and your daughter publishing her first book? Yeah, uh, well, one value that I think uh, sticks out the most is it's something I hope it sticks out with them as well. Um, is shoot for the stars and you'll end up above the treetops. So we always tell them and both our children, um, shoot for the hundred. Okay. And this is something that my dad, my, who's passed away, my lead, he always said, shoot for a hundred. And if you miss, you'll still be in the A territory. You'll still be at 94, 93. Don't go for, oh man, I just want to get a B, you know, go for the hundred. And if you miss, you'll be at 94, 95. You'll still be above the treetops. That's the value that we instill in both our children the most, in my opinion. So in this situation, uh, like one of her favorites, uh, favorite sayings through this is dream big. She, she tells a lot of other children that uh, when she autographs the books, uh, that's, she came up with that, dream big. Same concept. Yes, I think I think another um, important value that I think um, I installed in them is that any kind of project, anything you set your mind to takes work and we have to stay always committed to work. And sometimes it won't be as easy as we thought it will be. But if we want to see things through, it's. It is about putting the effort and saying, I'm going to stay committed. Um, And actually going along with that, something I've learned about myself is that, you know, there were moments where Gabby is doing, um, you know, book signings and things of that sort. And I see her giving up her weekends sometimes, you know, and she goes to school and she only has the weekends. And sometimes I question myself, is it too much for her? You know, is it something that that kind of work, um, you know, something that I should teach her and pursue? And she says with a smile, she says, Mom, when I see kids asking me, you really wrote that? Oh, Mom, I could write maybe a book. And the mom or the dad saying, oh, well, you know, you could write a book as well. And she says, when the kids send videos or pictures, especially the young ones, when they go, I love Snappy, read it to me again. It's my favorite book. And she she gets that excitement about it. Um, and so, but I think I've also learned that I have to balance for her and also let her know that she's still a child. And it's okay sometimes to say, I'm tired, mom. And, or maybe I don't want to do this today, you know, and we could maybe reschedule or something else. So I think that I also learned that about myself, that you also have to let them be children as well. 
Yeah, and I can imagine that could be a very difficult thing in this day and age because you know you, you, there's so much competition out there, and then you can you can almost get too competitive and unknowingly, you know, you're you're, you're pushing your child into some dark territory where you know you don't want them to be. So, uh, I I definitely uh, can can agree with the balance part, but it's not always that easy. <laughs> um, are there any more books in your purview? Like, what, like where, where 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 do you see this going? <laughs> oh, she's ready to tell you about that. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I want to write a whole series of books. Like, and I will, and maybe um, someday I'll actually write a new series about bats. Okay, okay, because bats aren't always treated nicely either. <laughs> what you, oh, my next one probably going to be about when Snappy goes to the beach. <laughs> love it i love it so she's 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 interested to do a series of snappy and i told her as she's growing as she's growing up um she could you know make the the theme also be more grown like if she's this her first day of fourth grade well snappy goes to fourth grade with the girl with gabby you know, so like when it's Christmas and maybe it's a Christmas that she didn't get a chance to spend the way she wanted. I said, so your experiences, you could, you know, take Snappy along for the right and the children. So the children could actually follow the journey of Gabby and Snappy. We, we did have one criticism for the book, which actually, you know, since we are talking about re redefining black experience. So we were so excited since this was, you know, her first book, you know, actually um, my husband's coworker who bought it for his daughter and my um, nephew who's in college, they both said, you know, you really should have paid attention and the girl should look more like Gabby. She should have been a little bit more darker tone and had curls. And so, you know, we were just like, we actually didn't realize until somebody told us, you know, yeah, that yeah. that's something that will matter to certain readers oh, and, yeah. you know, um, like an outreach, which is in your coworker, right? He yeah. said something like you yeah. have to represent who she really is. But it was just the excitement of yeah. having things illustrated in the whole process. The whole like, you know, I hadn't even I didn't even think of it. I mean, when he said that to me, he's like why is she this color? I'm like, I didn't even think of that. I, I just, you know, through the process, like she said, excited to get it done, you know, time, you know, step after step. I, it really didn't cross my mind until, uh, you know, he said that. And, um, you know, it's something that, you know, since she said her, her, the next time Snappy goes, going to go to the beach, we're thinking, Hey, uh, we're going to tell the illustrator, She's going to get a little tan at the beach. And we're going to keep the tan going through the series. I love it. I love it. Yeah. No. Um, you know, one thing that you said stood out to me, um, and it's so important, like in social media today, is that, you know, anything that you want to do or accomplish, it requires work. And I think that's so important today that parents are telling their kids that because social media can like almost romanticize entrepreneurship or make it seem like things are are happening overnight. So I love that you're teaching your kid that. Um, but, you know, as we usually close each and every episode, um, we have a question that we ask 
all of our all of our listen I mean all of our guests. And Brown, do you want to do the most important question of the day? Yes, yes, yes. So um, I know you prepared for this question because <laughs> my mom, mom told us in the beginning. But um, how are you redefining your black experience? And I feel so weird asking this to a child, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Um, I think I feel like black people are like smart and they can like accomplish big things. Yes, and you're showing that at an early age, right? And just yeah. being a yes. girl, right? Yes, yes. And and that, that is so important for you to know at a young age. And, you know, it's something that I, I teach my kids. And I know Mookie's teaching his daughter that, you know, we are amazing despite what anybody else might think or feel. Like, like we're we're amazing <laughs> and and you're seeing that amazingness in in your writing in your reading and how you're influencing other people um so you know, keep doing the great work that you're doing uh, i i just met you and i'm proud of you um i want my daughter to, to to listen to this episode and my son to listen to this episode um so maybe they can write books too <laughs> but in <laughs> the fact that you love to read oh, oh, oh that that just just uh, amazing and please keep reading because there's there's so much information in these books yeah and and i just want to say like you know you're you know breaking stereotypes um you're building legacies and you're helping others along the way uh gabby you you have kids your age wanting to say i can write a book as well like that's amazing right you have amazing parents who are instilling instilling values into you in terms of working hard uh, shooting for the hundred, right, and get that ninety four, ninety five, and um, just really, you know, pushing you to um, do everything with excellence, right? And I know we say black excellence a lot, right? And it's like a cool word to say, but I think you're you're really living it. Uh, you're only seven, and you already, you know, are are setting the legacy for your community, right? Your immediate family, your classmates, and I love what you're doing. And we're proud of you and you're definitely redefining uh, the Black experience. So we wish you nothing but success, um, prosperity, and um, continue doing what you're doing. And shout out to the parents before we before we close out. We got, we got a shout out to the parents. Like, like parents, mom and dad, thank you so much for, for instilling what you're instilling. Uh, I know she couldn't have done this without you and, and you couldn't have done it without her. And, and this is really a family thing. I mean, this is this is beautiful. And, and I, I think this should be an example of a parent supporting their children. Um, this so, yeah. is if I if I just may add to um, the things. So um, I just want to say that this is what actually, you know, represented a lot of unfortunately, you know, when. We came, I came here, I am come from, uh, you know, Poland. I'm an immigrant. My husband is an immigrant as well. Just seeing that the family structure, how important it is, just pretty much it's the basis and fundamental of everything. That's how you build foundation. Um, so I just hope people see the importance of the family the importance of reading, continuing to, you know, read, getting your 
education and importance of not putting everything onto teachers. We are, if we communicate well with teachers and if the teachers are willing to communicate with us and have a good relationship, if it wasn't for the teacher, we would have never noticed the stories that Gabby wrote. So I would really like to also for people to understand how important that is to have a good report with the teachers. Yes, teachers don't raise your kids. They did they're there to teach them math, yeah. not teach them yeah. life skills. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And and we do want to really thank the the black community. Um, because we've seen so much support actually from black community um for the book, uh, you know, purchasing the book and supporting her, you know, a lot of ladies, older ladies, especially grandmas, you know, across the board, I think from every culture, it's just like for them to give a book as a gift to their grandchildren and try to say, guys, read, read, you know, there's a little girl that loves reading and writing so much and it's amazing the the support has been amazing yeah guys you definitely are uh redefining the black experience and for everyone that's listening right now where can they purchase gabby snappy my crocodile snappy gabby would you do the honor um, well, there are a few places, like there's Amazon, and we have a site. What's the site called? I think it's the Adventures of oh, Gabby. Oh, GabbySnappy.com. There you go. <laughs> perfect, perfect. So everyone go to GabbySnappy.com or Amazon um, to pick up this amazing book. Thank you. And this has been another episode of the 30 to Life podcast. It's your boy, Wookie. And your favorite color in the world, brown. 30 to Life. We're out. Peace.